Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. I have some exciting news. Within is finally in stores. You can buy it anywhere that books are available, but right now it is on sale on Amazon for $21.99 paperback or $39.99 hardback. Within is my heart, my soul. I have poured so much love into this, so much vulnerability into this, and this is my personal story told for the first time ever. What Within is based on is Carl Jung's uh, Divine Feminine Archetypes and how we can embody and connect to each and every one in a very sacred and personal way with healing modalities for you to try and experiment with and try on what fits and what doesn't work. There's journal entries in there, there's shadow work, there's connecting to each and every archetype within Divine Feminine Energy and how to truly start showing up as your highest self. If this sounds like something which you have been longing for or something that just resonates with you, I highly suggest you grab a copy. Again, the book is Within by Courtney Hansen, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-A-N-S-O-N. Hello and happy Tuesday. I am so excited for today's conversation. How are you? I am fantastic. Ah, so exciting. We finally get to connect. So I always prompt the show and just have you share a little bit about your journey and how you got doing the work that you're doing right now and what you're doing right now. Absolutely. I I was boot kicked into it in a fun way and kind of an interesting way. For me today, right here, right now, I spend my days uh, lifting people up and helping them open their intuition and really just helping them improve their life. And it's it's awesome. And it's based in the intuitive world. But originally, I was a huge skeptic. So for me, I was a math major in college. One plus one was two. There was no religion. There was no spirituality whatsoever. Fast forward, I was 31 years old possibly a little stubborn in the head at the time. And my grandmother passed away. She was in a different state. I I wasn't close enough to be with her. And less than an hour, it had to be right around an hour after she passed, she showed up in spirit form in my living room. And that was a, a, a mix of a frightening day and a joyous day. And I, and I was stunned. And so that was really the kickoff for me because she was 70% solid. I mean, she was transparent enough that I went, okay, this is a spirit, but she was solid enough that, that there was no way I could have doubted it. So I went through a year or two of trying to process through what this all means. And here I am today now intuition honed, turned around helping other people hone their intuition. And that's just branched off to this awesome community of people that I work with. That is phenomenal. Our stories are very similar. My grandmother is who (laughs) sparked me too. And for me, it was like this god awful scent of this perfume she used to wear. 
And oh, I love it. Then she sparked up and it was actually, I went through, you know, the whole dark night of the soul that had postpartum really bad and went to go drink myself to death in a hotel room. And she showed up and basically told me to get my shit together. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is real. Like you, when you have that experience, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no fighting with it. It's there, it's present, but it's, it's the processing of it that is, it takes a little bit. <laughs> It does. And thank you for saying that because from, from like, if it didn't happen to me and it happened to someone else, I'd say, oh, well then, then there you go. But your mind still, you know, is in the habit of all of the patterns that it was in before. And so you have to still push through those patterns and those shifts. And so then it was your grandmother, Courtney, that wrapped herself around you in that, in that hotel room. Yes. Oh, see, I love those grandmas. I know they're, they're there for a reason, right? Right. They know what they're doing. Um, so I would love, you know, I, I just had an aha moment, you know, we're going into the holidays and holidays can be hard for people. I know on the gram, everyone's celebrating and there's Christmas trees everywhere, but holidays can suck for some people. It's, it's rough time and it can get emotional. And a lot of times we tend, and I've noticed this a lot with my clients this year tend to shut down our gifts around the holidays and we turn off that intuition and we kind of go into autopilot on all the things that we're supposed to do and all the traditions and all the things. What do you advise for people to stay open during this time of year when it's busy and it's go, go, go? Isn't isn't that a, that is a fantastic question. I'm actually going to, if you don't mind, sort of expand it to year round. And I think right now, holiday is a great example because the majority of us were being so human. I mean, I'm personally a couple thousand miles away from my kids right now. And that's brutal. So I wake up human. I, I pace human. I think, oh, please text me back, human. You know what I mean? So we get very into this human feel. And I want to expand it throughout the year because it happens in different times. I've had students for so many years come to me every now and then and say, hey, my intuition went away. What happened? My first question to them is, how much human stuff are you dealing with? Because we have our spiritual experiences and we have our human experiences. And when we're being very human, it's almost as if intuition takes a, a temporary, that's a key word there, temporary backseat. And so my advice while it wouldn't probably be logical advice is be human, be in it, see that you're being human and kind of enjoy the human ride. You know what I mean? And have your emotions and have your ups and downs. And if you can carve out five minutes every morning, every afternoon, or perhaps before you go to bed to connect with mother earth, to acknowledge your energetic body, to, do some sort of meditation that really resonates with you. Pick that one thing and bring it in for just a couple of minutes. You'll stay anchored, but also know that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, my son got married in October and I was so consumed with the wedding that my intuition just dulled around it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how long you've been honing your intuition or using your intuition. We're going to have those human times. 
Exactly. And I think it's so important to, we so often want to get mad at ourselves, for, <laughs> right? Like exist. I think we've all been there. Like we're meditating and we're, we're like having thoughts and we're like, damn you thoughts, you know, but like, we're going to have thoughts. And I think the trick is to it is to like notice it and don't make it tr- like try to make it go away, but instead just notice that it's there. Like you notice that trees are there, like you're going to have thoughts, you are human, and your soul is having this human experience. So to enjoy the human experience instead of trying to dissipate it. Exactly. I'm standing in the lobby of a hotel room. My son's about to get married. I've just interacted with people I haven't spoken to in years. They're taking real estate up in my head. It doesn't matter. There's it, It's not about becoming ultimately enlightened and being able to be perfect through all these moments. It's about giving yourself the permission to be human and know that it's okay. You know, I, and everyone has a bad day or a, you know, thought process that cyclone that runs through. You can be in it. You just don't have to stay in it. And that's where the spiritual tools come in that can kind of pull us right back out and get us back into that sort of centered bliss. Yes. Oh, I love that centered bliss. That's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about empowerment through this, you know, just self-empowerment. What would be your top three things that you have seen for women to really step into their power and purpose? Wow. This is such, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, please do. This is, this is awesome. And this is where my heart just sinks. This is where, like, this is my gig. Someone says, Hey, what do you like to do? I like to be that person, like behind the stage, you know, cheering everybody on to go out there and be themselves. That's like, that's, that's where I really, really awareness is probably the biggest one. So that would be my number one would be awareness because as women, we still were, a lot of us still come from that of being taught, be nice, do this, do this, don't make anyone mad. You know, this defines who you are. I mean, you can go to any self-help section and get a book that lists 450 of those statements that we've heard through our lives. So we dull our awareness. We dull our awareness and we allow ourselves to get into these patterns. And it's that moment of aha where you finally, you could be 48, you can be 56, you can be 67 years old, and you finally go, wow, I do that. That moment of awareness is like a gold nugget. And, and it can be hard to see it. But I tell people, if you can see that, you've won 90% of the battle. Because now it's just a choice moving past it. And then, you, yeah, you got to choose it over and over and over and over again to get into a new pattern. But awareness for me is the biggest piece of empowerment a, a woman can have. And in addition to that, finding sources of unconditional love is huge. That's that that'd be my number two. And then my third one is to to find a way that you're reassured that you're not alone. I can tell you you're not alone. I can tell you your guides are there. We, Courtney, we got grandmas that love us, right? They're there. Yeah. And and there are people there that, that want to hold you and love you and care about you. I've got an online community that have that has people, is a spiritual community that has people all over the globe. And everyone shows up for everyone. And so it 
in some way, shape or form, there's going to be an avenue that you're not alone. So for me, it would be awareness, unconditional love and knowing you're not alone. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's crazy because we come from these places and this human experience of wanting two things and it's wanting to feel loved mm -hmm. and wanting to feel understood and accepted. And I think when we can channel those things within our lives and understand that, like you said, we're not alone and we're not walking this and being okay with feeling whole within ourselves when we are alone, I think was really something for me that was a game changer, like being okay with sitting with myself, like learning to love myself and be comfortable with just being was huge. Like an understanding because for my entire life, I always felt like I was going to miss out on something. Like if I didn't go to that party or if I didn't go to the sea or if I didn't go to that, I was going to miss out. And when I got to a state when I was much older in my thirties, when I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to miss out on anything. Like anything that's meant for me, as cliche as this sounds, like it, I, it's not going to pass me by, period. Like I'll have the choice whether to accept it or not, but it's not going to, like, I'm not going to miss an opportunity that I am meant to experience on this planet. And when I could wrap my head around that, and when I could wrap my head around the fact that there are people who love me and care about me and we can find support anywhere and that relationship with source god universe whatever you want to call it is within us when i got that my whole world changed it was like i had this sense of the bliss that you were talking about of that inner peace that we all are longing for that i see that is fantastic and i love this because you and i are coming from two different um starting points and coming to the same place, you know, my starting point, I was an only child. I'm an incredible introvert. <laughs> and, you know, I, if my thing was I hid yeah. and that was, that was my way of keeping everyone sort of at arm's length. So I didn't, you know, get hurt, I guess. So for me, knowing that I'm not alone, for me, it was trusting and being present in with other people and knowing that I'm okay. So if I'm okay, then everything around me is just additional love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I absolutely adore that you say, you know, really the awareness aspect of it, of becoming aware of just the small things because we have these moments where like we expect ourselves to just know things and we don't like it takes that moment of a hotness to embrace everything like I will never forget like you know I I don't talk to my family anymore but I love them from afar and I, you know for the longest time when I was going through my really dark walk to come to my spiritual awakening it was like I'm going to expose you. You need to get off Instagram and quit your job. You can't talk about this publicly. I'm going to tell people that you you do this and you do that. And when I decided to just share my story openly and honestly, and I was like, hey, this is me, like unfollow, follow, whatever. I'm having a hard time. This is what I'm going through. It was crazy how my world drastically changed, like the support that I got, the people that were like, oh, my God, I'm going through that, too. But you feel like you're on this like solo island when you're going through it, like the walls are caving in and you're all alone when really there are so many other people walking parallel lives and really having the same struggles and they just aren't talking about it. Yeah, it's it's 
it's huge to know that that's there, but there, there's a time when we don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a time when we've, you know, for me, I, I, I feel like I boxed myself in and it wasn't until I finally stepped out of that, that I went, Oh, okay. I didn't even know this was available to me. And I didn't know that there were all these people that felt the same way. And now here we are. And so I guess when I talk about not being alone, I think that's part of it is to be able to come out and say, yeah, I could have sworn I just saw Bigfoot in my backyard, you know, something like way out there and strange. And then other people are like, well, thanks for saying that, because now I don't feel crazy because this happened to me or, you know, I like I was married for 20 years and I kept that going and I kept it going, kept it going. And I I felt alone with it, completely alone with it. It wasn't until I got out of that, that I met other people that had been in the same situation and went, oh, okay. And I can now celebrate that I'm, that I'm free from that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when did you develop the SAGE method? When did that come about? The SAGE method was a bit of a surprise to me. Oh, this whole thing was, let's get real. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing was, so like I mentioned in the beginning, my grandmother showed up, I was 31 at the time. And it took me about two to three years to really hone my intuition. Now, I didn't know anyone that was in the spiritual world or the intuitive world. And I I joke all the time that the first person I met was a Tai Chi instructor that I knew. And I remember awkwardly going up to him and saying, you're the strangest person I know. Can you help me? And I meant that with love, not as an insult. And he was one of the kindest men I've ever met. And he helped me to start honing my intuition. Well, Two to three years later, I had met my teaching guide. He had worked with me almost every day for uh, for a couple of years on honing my intuition. And then I stepped into becoming a professional intuitive because that's what I thought I was, you know, supposed to do and went on from there to teach and, and where I'm at now. But for me, it was those first couple of years that was really transformative and Right around the third year, that guide said to me, I need you to take everything we've done and put it together and give it to other people. So I didn't even know the SAGE method was unfolding until I had already walked through it myself. Oh, I love stories like that. I've chills. (laughs) (laughs) It was really cool. So I got a bunch of uh, clients together and said, hey, can you just try this? It's a formula. We have to do it over... No, not three years. Thank goodness. My guide was able to work me through. Remember, we did this and then we did this and then we did this and then I had to do this. And I was like, okay. So I was able to condense it down to, you know, seven weeks. And I just got a couple clients together and said, hey, do you want to give this a try? And at the end of seven weeks, we were just jumping for joy. And I remember joking with them a few times, man, took me three years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and here you guys are at seven weeks. And yeah, I've, and that was back in, oh, wow, 2009, 2010. I mean, so it's been, it's been a while or even a little earlier than that. And then I taught it live for a long time and it finally went online a couple of years ago. That is phenomenal to be able to gift someone that something that took you so long to be able to like <laughs> seven weeks. When you think about that, that's, that's pretty damn quick. It, it is really, it, it is. But the fun thing that, well, now it's fun. You know, when we're walking through doing inner work and stuff, that can be hard, but. Not the sexy part. Not the sexy part, right? Well, the SAGE method asks you to go through that. 
And it's not just flip over a card and look at it. And what do you get? It's, you know, it's a formula based on who are you really versus the personal programming that you were given. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into, you know, and that's a good three, four weeks. And then it goes into understanding how all of this works, soul groups, intuition, how mediumship versus psychic, how intuition is, um, transfers through the body, like when we come down here what happens when we leave like all of that stuff is covered and then at the very end you're asked to do an intuitive experiment and that's when you get to see what happens as a result of all the work that you did the previous weeks that's incredible and then this is available online right so anyone that's listening will drop the yeah. details for it yep yep that's that's the big program that's the master program and then there's a bunch of other, you know, smaller programs. And like I said, the spiritual community that we built, that is just so much fun. It's so much fun. That is beautiful. So how did you start to connect when you were, you know, really practicing your intuition and stuff? How did you go from being intuitive to stepping into full-blown mediumship? Like, was that a gift that you always had that was blocked or suppressed? Or how did you step into that? At first, I thought that I thought, oh, well, this might be uh, this is a gift. And maybe I'm one of those people that have it. But through development, I started to figure out very quickly that it had nothing to do with being a gift or being unusual or being different. It had everything to do with simply opening up something that every single person has. And my guide, oh, he's a cheeky one, my teaching guide, his name was Big Dog. And oh, his name is Big Dog. I shouldn't say that like he's gone. He's not. But he he was kind of, you know, fun and really direct. And I remember one day he was like, you do know you're not special, right? Oh, and I went, oh, okay, good lesson. This let's go through this one. We're going to go through this lesson. Because, <laughs> you know, I was raised to achieve and achieve and achieve. And so I was approaching it that way. And he was like, well, as soon as you can let go of the special factor, you're going to be good. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, everyone can do this. The only reason you're doing it is that you're focusing on it every day. And I was like, oh, and I've witnessed that. You know, thousands of people have gone through the SAGE method. And I've witnessed it over and over and over and over again. So I had to drop this. I had to drop that really quick. And he asked me to call it an ability, you know, the ability to use a natural sense that everyone has. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I understand it. And um, so it's just a matter of uncovering something that's already there. And I've been witness to that for so many people. That's incredible. So let's, I, I know there's a lot of people listening who, and I get this all the time, and I'm sure you do too, is the number one question is, I can't connect with my guides. I don't think I have them. <laughs> <laughs> You get this too great. So. Oh, oh, constantly. Can I tell you? Here's a fun story. Because, and this is uh, hopefully relatable to people because this happens to everyone. I was working with uh, one of, we have SAGE certified practitioners, people that go beyond SAGE method and train and, and go out in the world and um, kind of have their awesome ripple effect in the world themselves. And one of them had struggled with guide communication for so long. And she was such, she's one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. And she's just so sweet and so real. You know, that person that's just, this is just who they are and they're all love. And we were talking one day, it was on Zoom and we were talking and she said, well, 
how do you think I could get, you know, connected to the guides and really get that instant access? And I said, well, what if you meditated at exactly the same hour every day? What do you think that they would think? And she said, hold on, let me ask them. And she like turned her head to the side and then she looked back at me and said, yeah, they think that's a good idea. I said, do you realize what you just did? And she started laughing. She's like, I just talked to my guides. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so so it, it's for everyone. Everyone has it. And, you know, even people that have been working on it for a long time, we're so programmed to think that we can't, that that blocks the ability to be able to, I guess, is really what that story is an example of. But for most people that I've seen go through the program and through all the other courses, I've seen, I think the biggest thing that works the best is an activity where once a day, because commitment's really important mm. every single day, talk to them, even if it's for 30 seconds in the car, you know what I mean? Even if it's a one-way conversation, have a conversation with them. But if you can carve out five minutes a day, sit four or five feet away from a blank wall and allow your gaze to defocus right between you and the wall. So don't you don't focus on anything because that's kind of a trick to intuition. Everyone's looking at something, but you're not trying to see what's solid. You're trying to see what's in between the molecules. So if you can defocus, that's that's one huge tip right there. So sit between you and a blank wall, or focus between you and a blank wall and just allow your gaze to defocus and then stay open to everything, everything. Because when all the other, another block that can happen is we expect it to come through a certain way. Mm, and when we, yeah, when we just say, okay, I'm defocusing, I'm letting go of the agreed upon reality, I'm relaxing, I'm totally open to how you want to communicate with me, then it starts to happen faster. And I'll tell you this. The guide's favorite question in the entire world. I learned this one the hard way too, in a fun way. Their favorite question is, what do you want me to know? So when you ask your guide, give them the floor, what is it you want me to know? Yeah, they're more apt to tell you instead of, am I going to get a new house? When do I get a new car? What's my kid going to do when they grow up? I brought that list of questions to my teaching guide in the first couple of years <laughs> and and I told you what he's like right he was just a hoot he was like that's a stupid question and I was like it's not a stupid question I want to know what my kids are going to do when they grow up he's like that ask me something meaningful and I was like wait that's meaningful so I had to learn that the guides are working for us they're your team they see everything coming they see everything that's happened their only job is to get you to the next step that guess what you wanted to get to. Yeah. And so when you step into their team, you have to step into the team. It can't be like, give me all the answers. Tell me what you as a team is working on right now. Like you don't get out of the race car at the pit stop and be like, all right, everyone stop. Who likes chocolate ice cream? How many? I want to see your hands. You know, And they're all like, hey, we're trying to get your car back on the road here. <laughs> so they're very much a team and they're working. So get on the team and you'll start to get more information. Be that team member that says, what is it that I need to know? What's going to help me the most right now? And you'll hear more and you'll feel more. 
You know, my biggest aha moment with connecting with spirit guides, because I was the person that was like, I'm blocked. I don't have spirit guides. They won't talk to me. I'm meditating every day. I'm doing it. I'm asking them the questions. I'm giving them permission to contact me, you know, because you watch YouTube and it's like, you have to give them permission to contact you. And so I'm like, I, at nighttime, I'd be like, okay, they're going to come to me in my dreams. And I had it all planned out with how they were going to come to me and what they were going to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm stubborn as shit. So I, I haven't figured out it's going to go my way. And then I had so funny. I was meditating one time and I had just kind of so funny. And this is highly inappropriate, but you know, (laughs) I feel like my spirit guides have a sense of humor. So I had that, like, you're being a selfish bitch that kept coming to mind. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? I'm manifesting. (laughs) I'm doing this. I'm following all the tricks because I was so selfish when I came on my path. Like I wanted to manifest the house and manifest the car and manifest the multi-million dollar business. And I was selfish. I was not acting out of my higher self. I was acting purely out of ego, purely out of a materialistic state. And I think that this is oftentimes where we get blocked is we, we see all that we see the shiny, right? The sparkles. We want the sparkles. And we, we forget that we are soul beings having this human experience and that it is so much deeper. It is about connection. It is about experience. It is about truly helping and serving and leaving your mark on this planet on the way that you help someone and that you help the collective. Not about having $10.5 million in the bank. Now, granted, abundance is our birthright and there is all of that that comes with it. But I feel like sometimes our guides kind of have to shake us and disassemble us to bring us back to that humble state and take us out of like sparkle, shiny, chasing attraction, you know? And for me, it was like when I was able to kind of be still and allow myself that pause to not always be running, you know, headfirst into the wall. Um, the defocus, if you will, but it took, it took a lot of practice. It, me being still was not, not an easy thing that happened and it wasn't on my time. And I think when I let go of the fact that I was not running the show, (laughs) that's when the magic happened. You are talking to a, uh, scientific math major Taurus. I get it. I get it. I get on a, a type A. Are you kidding me? Like, it was just in the last couple of years that I've learned how to take two days off in a row, you know, and, and so I get it. The shiny goes in front of my face and I'm like, Ooh, pretty boat. And so like, I, I totally have all of that and yeah. And, and on an emotional level too, an emotional level, like I need to know this. I need to know it for me. My guides were like, you know, a little backhand with the special factor check yourself do you know what I mean it was like oh and I think the biggest thing that I learned through all of that I, I just I love everything you just said because I'm like yes I wish I could reach out and hug you right now so I'm like I feel like I just heard my own story I love that I I, I have compassion now I mean that comes first I think that comes first in all these decisions and I didn't know life could be that good when compassion comes first because I was so driven and it was outcome, outcome, outcome. And there's only certain outcomes that were going to be okay. Whereas now every outcome's okay. And Hey, are you okay too? Because that's more important to me now. And it's, it's a completely different life. I would never, I would never go back. Somebody said, what's the most different thing about you now that you're open. And my answer is I'm nicer. 
I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> it's a solid <laughs> answer. It's a solid answer. And it's just, I mean, I wasn't mean. I wasn't horrible, you know, and, uh, but now it's a completely different focus. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also to touch on that, you know, and I, I write this in my book a billion times, but we make those two decisions from fear and love. And if we can ask ourselves, and this helps, maybe I'm crazy, but this helps me and has been a complete life-changing, simple trick. But when we can ask ourselves when we're upset about something or when someone's talking bad about us or when we get that yucky feeling inside, you know, are we reacting out of love or are we reacting out of fear? Like fear that something's going to happen, fear that we're going to lose something or that we're not going to be liked or accepted. Or are we coming from a place of love, of knowing that everyone has their own personal wounds and they come out in different ways and we just need to, you know, acknowledge that and meet them where they're at and send them love instead of attacking back that changed my life in in my marriage and with my children with everything because before I was always on the defense I was always needing to defend myself to protect myself to shield myself and when I could just be open to be like oh you're really hurting like how can I help you right now people were taken back one and two it it made me not angry it made me just at peace to know that I can love people no granted we are all human and we're gonna have those moments we're pissed off but being able to take it back to that place of love that you're talking about and that place of compassion and true empathy it 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 changes things it it's a game changer it's an absolute game changer for me I was raised to be you know, and, and there's a lot of my family I don't connect with as well with love, loving boundaries. And, but I was raised to achieve and to be perfect. Yeah. And I, I'm, I can and feel. You're a Taurus. So there's yeah, because I'm a Taurus too, right? So, and I can feel people listening to this going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can relate to that because there's a lot of us out there. And it, it was so freeing to be able to be in a situation with somebody that I cared about and go, yep, I screwed up. Yep. I, I did that. And then they take it and own it and go, this is, this is my moment with this and this, and I'm going to hold it instead of deflect it, instead of sending it off, I'm going to hold it because I'm going to hold it because your heart hurts. And it's just like it, 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 there's, there's no words to express the freedom of that and to be able to just be in that space, I, I explain it to, you know, my, my crew as we're all here and we all have a role to play. And when I get caught in that moment of wanting you to play your role differently, I have to remember you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You're doing a damn good job of it. I'm doing a damn good job of it. And I need to be here in this moment and honor that because I'm going to learn something from this moment, from the role that you're playing, I'm going to learn something. From the role I'm playing right now, I'm going to learn something. What is it that I'm supposed to learn or grow from this moment? Yeah. And that's when, you know, you really step into your personal power. You do. And I just want to throw out there though, Courtney, there are days that are like, that might take me a few hours to get to. Let's get real. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> Okay. That's so, yesterday. Let's keep it real. Yeah, let's, that was yesterday. It, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I need a little time here to come yeah. back to to center. But yes. again, it's just it's it's being human. Yeah, and 
so funny. I I, I have been. I I need. I'm a Pisces. I I need recharge time. I need me time. I I just have to have it. And when I am go 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 go, which I very that is my weakness is I go into workaholic and I have to check myself. And because I'm so passionate about what I do that I'm like, it's not like I'm working. But then I look at it and I'm like, oh, I haven't done my personal practice in a week. Like, yeah, I meditate before I go to bed. But, yeah, you know, like that's just routine. But, you know, I get scattered and I get anxious. And the other day I was like, I told my husband, I was like, God, I feel so anxious lately. And I don't know why. And he's like, because uh, all you do is work with clients. So he's like, you're not doing your personal practice. And I was like, oh, shit, checkpoint. You know, like, <laughs> yes. ouch, you know, but yeah, it, it's true. Like we have to come back home and really realize, but back to, you know, in full circle that comes back to that awareness of really being like, oh yeah, that stings, but you're right. <laughs> yes. And isn't it freeing too, when you let go of beating yourself up for that as well? Yeah. 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 And being I feel able like to we come back to it. Yeah. I feel like we come back to it sooner because we're not beating ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah. And giving yourself that permission to, to be like, mm, today's not that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to sit and watch Hallmark movies all day. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know I can center. I know I can ground. I know I can get to that point where we're all playing roles and I'm learning from something from this, but right now <laughs> that's not where I'm at, but I'll be there. Just give me a minute. And it's, it's being human. Yeah. Gosh, I just love your wholeness. I just want to hug you. Big hug. Um, <laughs> virtual hug. I just love your your energy and just your realness and where you're at. It's so nice to just have an authentic, real conversation that's raw. Not, you know, I just, I love these. This is what lights me up. Absolutely. So I am going to take your SAGE course because I think it's badass and I think everyone can benefit from it. So where can people sign up from it? If someone is moved by this, where can they reach you, connect with you, all the things? Where are your headspots? The best place to go is the main website, which is thesagemethod.com. That's where you're going to find everything. There's free resources on guide communication, grounding, clearing, protecting, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of tools, even if somebody was like, okay, I just want to jump in right now today and do something and get started on this pattern and this path. There's something really for everyone there. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today and just being you and everything you're doing in this world and the people that you're helping. I just, I'm so inspired by you. I think this is, I was just so excited to connect with you and yeah, huge virtual hug. I wish it was in in person, but at least we had this time together. Yes, absolutely. Well, we will be in touch so soon and I will be signing up for the Sage Method because I'm super pumped about it. I read it and I was like, check doing it this year. That is awesome. Thank you, Courtney. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. If you guys are interested in signing up for the Adventure Challenge, just head to www.theadventurechallenge.com and use code Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y 15. Again, that's Courtney 15 at checkout and start adventuring. 
What this is, is it's a book that you get to scratch off an adventure at random, go, go out with your family and experience what spontaneity truly is. You have no idea what the adventure is. It comes with a snap camera, which is super fun. So you can take a picture of your adventure and then put it in the book. It is amazing. Head on over and check it out and get your fun on. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you.